0: We on? Okay. And we're live.
1: Yeah, yeah. You screwed uh, that one up. No, I
0: well because actually you screwed it up because I think you're the one that started this text chain with all these people that I am on and my phone keeps buzzing and I keep feeling obligated to look at it.
1: Well we're getting we're getting election results. Yeah, great. This is a live podcast. We should do that. <laughs> we should announce the winner. <laughs> what is he in Northbrook? Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Glenview Village Trustee. So, um, I think the podcast can call it. With we don't know how many percent of the precincts in uh, Chuck Gittles has won his seat <laughs> on the Glenview Village trustee on the uh, board of trustees. So, congratulations, uh, Chuck!
0: Chuck. Uh, that's at Ivy Chat, right?
1: There's yes, at work. Ivy Chat. So, congratulating, and blow him up, um, or go to really, start,
0: Do you still have chuckthechuck.com?
1: dot <laughs> I probably do. I pay <laughs> for a lot of crap that I probably just stopped paying for a long time ago. Um, me too, I've been paying for Jim Essien for four years. I'm just going to start the Freedom of Information Act request now. I want to know everything I can find out about Chuck.
0: Cool. There's not much to know. He's so Jewish and a banker.
1: So anyway, sure. welcome back.
0: Yeah, This is my second, well, this, pod, is, yeah, no, my second podcast
1: this season. I'm seasoned. First time for me. Um, you were actually in Texas. I was in Texas. I see you actually made it to the opener, even though you didn't think you were going to make it. We made fun of you last week because you were going to be there and not there. Oh, well, there. I'm glad
0: I blew up that podcast. Yes, I did make it to – this is uh, Ben Kermit, but I, we're just going to use our names on this. This is Michael.
1: Yeah, um, I mean uh,
0: – <laughs> This is a great start. Did you guys get off to this rip start? Anyhow, yeah, we, we drove down to Texas, uh, which was actually not that bad. Um, we left because uh, Kelsey's – um, I should, can you edit her name out just in case something bad happens with us?
1: Yeah, I'll just, I'll, ble- I'll bleep it. <laughs> and then we insert
0: whoever's name we want to. <laughs> i go back and look at it. Um, so we drove down cause she was out of school. Uh, she was on spring break. So we drove, we left that Friday after school. We didn't leave here until like eight. So
1: uh, she's in, she's in high school?
0: Mm-hmm. She's in high school. Um, whoever's name you inserted might be in high school actually Um. So we uh, we drove, I don't know, we made it to Missouri. Oh, by the way, <laughs> as we were driving, I wasn't really, I just put it in the GPS and wasn't really paying attention to where we were going. But we are just absolutely trashing what a shitty, boring drive Indiana is. And then, like, probably four or five hours into it, I'm like, are we I think we're in Illinois because <laughs> we passed something. And so I have, my apologies to the folks, not, not full apologies to the people of Indiana, um, because Indiana is boring and shitty to drive through too. But at least you've got like Indianapolis to kind of break it up at some point halfway through Indiana. The drive through Illinois was absolutely brutal. So we drove probably to like three in the morning, got into Missouri and then drove uh, the rest of the way to Texas. And we actually stayed about two hours away from Arlington. Um, my sister and brother-in-law put us up in <laughs> their time. Okay. I've got, I do have stories. They put us up in um, their timeshare because they had extra points. I have two sisters and somehow both of them have been talked into timeshares. <laughs> so, so Kelsey and I, um, when we get there and they're checking us in, they're like, oh, you know, for this one time only, we can offer you a free horseback riding, uh, whatever, horseback riding session or whatever you call it. And I'm like, all right, what's the, what's the pitch? And they're like, oh, you know, you just have to go to this. And I'm like, well, how long is the pitch, and how much is the horseback riding, so I can do the math on how much our time is actually worth. So like, it's like, and I probably should admit what I decided what our time was worth. So like, it's it'd be like eighty bucks for the horse riding session and. It'll probably take no more than 90 minutes. I'm hmm. like, all right. I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, whatever, let's do it. So we, this guy took three hours of our time. And I realized if you guys are ever going to do this, go do this and stay on timeshares, other people's timeshares, get the free stuff. What you have to do is say that everyone pays for your vacation. Say that you are, you, cause like we actually, my sister and brother-in-law paid for that, that time that we spent there for us. Um, and we should have just stuck with that because he's like, well, what do you guys, because their whole model is based on, oh, you're going to spend $60,000 over the next 25 years on vacation. So just buy this for $45,000 or whatever it was. And I told him, I'm like, our guy's name was Renzo, which I was going <laughs> <short. laughs> was short for Lorenzo. Um, and I kept calling him Renfro, and I don't know what that's from. Um, so if you can think of something, let me know. Well, Mike
1: Renfro used to play for the Cowboys. Brad Renfro is the actor.
0: Oh, Anyhow, but, and I kept saying, Renzo, the the problem is that your argument is fundamentally flawed because we don't have to take those vacations. If money's tight a certain year, we won't take that vacation. And he goes, Well, it doesn't sound like that's the case. I'm like, Yes, but it is. I'm like, If this, if we just spend this money out, I'm like, Also, both my sisters have timeshares. Like, I'm not going. Like I'll just borrow from them, or I'll buy points off them. Anyhow, if you guys ever do that, do that. Just tell them that you don't spend any money on vacation. That you're doing this on someone else's dime, and that you like go to your parents' lake house or whatever for most of your vacations. So we we stayed there for probably four or five days, and then we it was nice. It was a nice little resort thing, Um, and then we drove about two hours to Arlington. the morning of the game. And if you guys ever do go to Arlington, I didn't. So the reason I did not get opening day tickets, I assumed since they've been terrible for multiple years, that it wouldn't be super difficult to get opening day tickets. So I signed up for their, like, you have to go to the Rangers mailing list or whatever, just to get a chance to get opening day tickets. So I did that, of course, got shut out just in the live waiting. Actually, I don't even think I could get into the live waiting room without like their approval, anyhow, whatever. So I was like, let's just get the Saturday game. We'll pay half price that we would for it. And we'll just go and we'll go Thursday and we'll just go and hang out around outside the ballpark and like, see what their, their, you know, not life, but what their, their ballpark life is like. And then we'll go to the Saturday game. And it was a little bit of a bummer because we made it in 2017, which was great. Cause they opened in St. Louis and then last year we did, um, the opening in Miami. So we taken road trips for both of those and made it opening day. <clears throat> Excuse me, one second. <laughs> I'm going to cough right into this microphone. Uh, so we, um, i actually have my dump button. So
1: no, don't, don't take a dump. Oh God, <laughs> so I've got my, this uh, really went to hell now. Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, so we, we drove up there and I, I guess the night before I was like, Hey, do you want to just see if we can get tickets? Went on a StubHub, paid just for room only. It was like, it was super cheap to get StubHub tickets. So I just went on, and actually there were some room on, still on MLB.com. And I was like, they they were cheaper on StubHub. So I just grabbed a couple of those. We ended up selling our Saturday game, which thank God we did because we, Kelsey, had to go back on Monday. And that, if we had stayed for that fucking game Saturday, yep. it didn't end till 1045. Yeah. And, like, because the thought was that I would just start driving, you know, until I got tired right from the park and just find a hotel somewhere along the way. That would have been a miserable game to sit through. It was a hell of a lot colder than it was on Thursday. And the Cubs completely blew it. So... You, you know what? You can have a chance to talk unless you want my quick review of Arlington.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say, of course, it's sold out. It's the last It ever is forever in oh, there. That's what I forgot to say. Wonderfully 25 yep. year old stadium with all that great history of them and, almost winning a World Series twice.
0: And there's nothing wrong with it. I was very surprised. So that,
1: that well, the of, thing that right was right wrong there. with it was they built it there and didn't put a freaking roof on it, and they yeah. built all summer. So the new park looks a lot like it, except it's going to have a roof. And it's right next to it,
0: apparently. So wouldn't you think they would just, wouldn't it be cheaper to just build a roof you would over think. the existing park? Because it's in good shape. It doesn't have a lot of character, but there's not a, a ton of parts, if you like. I, actually, I take that back, because a lot of them are getting, getting at 20 more. 20 or something. So now we're going to have to go back to fucking Arlington at some point, though, to see the
1: new park. Yeah, well, I see. Uh, that's why they do it. Yeah, They're going to open a new park every three years. They're doing it just for
0: our 2 scalp stub yeah. hub. I do guys, it'll totally be worth it. Let's
1: yeah. build a billion dollar park. So but the- that was
0: a fun game to watch. Leicester was good. Yeah.
1: Um, the season was going the, great. The offense was great. Well, the offense was great all weekend. Yeah. Their That's, offense great. Was great, until last That's great in Atlanta. Although they got nine hits and drew four walks and somehow didn't score. Part of it's because Mark Zagunas just runs. Oh, the ball got hit. I'll just take off. So, it looked like Keystone
0: cops the last night's game. I mean uh, my favorite was throwing balls over the plate.
1: My favorite was Rizzo muffs the grounder and then underhand tosses it into the dugout. You've <laughs> never, <laughs> never seen that before. Just woo. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: it was like he was try- shooing a, a fly away from himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it was their April Fool's joke, and it was oh, not ter- not terribly funny. But yeah. they committed as the, they committed the most errors they have since Lee Elia was the manager. Oh, he was yeah.
0: the manager right before.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh that's right. <laughs> right before. How could I have forgotten the yeah. immortal Jim oh <laughs> But I thought Joe should have given done a tribute to Lee and just gone on a profanity lace tirade through the whole postgame. I wonder
0: that I, I wonder what a tickle fight, a profanity laced tirade by Joe would actually feel like.
1: Oh, it'd be a lot of like really fancy swear words <laughs> that we haven't that we haven't heard of yet. You'd have to, like look them up and be like, "Whoa, that was a good one," but we wouldn't in the moment. We wouldn't know what it was, so, so it's probably I, good that he skipped it.
0: Obviously, stop me if you guys talked about any of this stuff last week because
1: we didn't I, talk about much. <laughs>
0: um, are you? I, I assume I know the answer to this, but are you a big Joe? We need Joe back next year. Give him a lifetime contract, kind of person, or are you a the other side?
1: I like Joe a lot. I, I think there's almost no chance to will be back, and I think they're going to... We're really going to miss him, because we actually have a manager who says things and yeah. like explains why he does stuff, and he may disagree with it. In fact, I think he kind of gets off on it when people disagree with him. Um, And my fear is that I think Theo and Jed want a manager who they can basically make do what they want. They're kinda of, they're doing it already with Joe, because the only reason Mark Zagunas has two starts is because they told Joe he has to play. Because I think Joe would yeah. just assume soon actually let Schwarber try to hit lefties. Yeah. And prove he can't before you take him out instead of the right. out how's he ever gonna prove it if you don't you know, if you don't let him hit? <clears throat> so God knows what puppet they'll put in there next year. Um yeah, that's,
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm a big, I think he's the best manager I've seen. Yeah. I, I know you're a big Lou guy, but <laughs> I, I like him better than like Well, I
1: like Lou. I, like, I thought Lou was a good manager, and I just enjoyed yeah. having him around. I like the fact that Joe uh, won a World Series. That's yeah.
0: What I like that. Well, and we also got, like, lame duck Lou by the end of it. So yeah. He like, was. Psh, that was not yeah. the right manager for the job. But Lou was great. Yeah, he was, he was a hard-ass great
1: manager. But. Almost as good as the time they hired um, – it was Dusty, right, when they were they almost hired Bruce Bochy? It, yeah. it was either Don yeah. Baylor or Dusty. And it was Dusty. Yeah, let's hire him. That's great.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm almost positive it was Dusty. Um, yeah,
1: that's
0: brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I do hope he'll be back because I don't think that there is – I, I, I'm kind of with you, especially – this is a good segue – after reading, I assume you read the article about you guys didn't talk about this last. I don't think it came out till after the podcast last week. Um, the article, the Deadspin article. Oh no! no, <laughs> Yes, okay. no, that was Friday. Friday. Friday.
1: Yeah, that came out okay. on Friday. Okay, so, that was um, not that was, super surprising. <laughs> that was one of the one of the most satisfying hours I've spent actually having to read something. It was
0: of so one. I want to know, I would love to know how Deadspin
1: got access to all that. Well, whoever, obviously, whoever got the, obviously one person got all of Joe's emails, all of Joe Ricketts' emails. And Splinter published the thing about, you know, all of his Islamophobic racist yeah. stuff. Yeah. And Deadspin got their got hands it. on the yeah. sale stuff.
0: Yeah. So I would have, the only way that could have been better as if it had been told from the perspective of Todd.
1: <laughs> oh, Todd! That Todd email is. I want like, <laughs> to. I want to make a fathead out of it <laughs> and just put it right. Put it right back here. That it it dripped with so much insecurity, and yeah. I just it was it was awesome. It was the fact that he wanted to back out of the sale because he was concerned that his kids and Tom kids go to the same school and, and those kids known. weren't going to know that Todd's, that, that Todd also owns the that his cubs. kid's dad owned just as much of the Cubs as Tom's kid dad was. And then the whole, and you never, you never listened to me when I was a kid and it's the same thing now. It's like, Oh, this is just tremendous. Well,
0: to an extent, I kind of thought Laura was being a bit ridiculous. And if you guys have not read that, Andy, put a link to it in the show notes, please. Sure. Timestamp this. I'll get, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I just Googled Deadspin Cubs uh, tax evasion. <laughs> I you'll hit it. But um, I, I, I was getting a little annoyed with Laura there, too, because like, at a certain point, do you, not, not the, the entire family can't always be the face of, right. of what's going on. All. And frankly, Tom is the most likable. <laughs> I mean, this is not a huge high bar, yeah, to teacher, but Tom is the most likable of, of all of them from what I've seen, so like who gives a shit if he's the face of it? They were so self-obsessed and that's, I don't know, maybe the rich people are like
1: that. I, well, know. it's it's very clear that at some point, the four of them agreed that Tom would be the spokesman. right? And then Laura kept getting upset that Tom would get mentioned without the other three. Pete right. he, he didn't give a shit because he'd run for governor. Right. He just didn't care. Todd was busy running his bike shop business into the ground. <laughs> yes, And then once that went government. bankrupt, then he got all upset about it. And it just seemed like Laura heard every morning she would like go to her Google alerts right. and be like, eh, Tom got mentioned and I didn't get mentioned again. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it was what it was. It was amazing to me because the thing I loved the most about it was for all the people who say, who, who believe the crap when they say Joe Ricketts doesn't own yeah. Cubs. They, well, he put all the money into it, to be fair, his it, except for his wife. <laughs> he made, he made poor Marlene sell like $120 million worth of shares of their grandkids, like yes. college fund. Yeah. And there was that other fund that he, he insisted they not touch. It was okay to dip oh, yeah. into the grandkids college fund, but there's this other super secret one with $28 million. That, no, no, no. You're not touching that.
0: It, well, whose kids are, if it's Todd's kids, I'd be like, you know what? It's probably a yeah, community college. Um. So what I – the one saving grace – so, of course, not that I had a great opinion of the Ricketts, especially after they did nothing in this offseason. But um, the one saving grace I I did like about them that made them actually look better was when they fought to not have to have Crane Kenny's contract
1: as part of the deal. And then they caved. (laughs) They They actually – until the Tribune redlined it, he was yes. he was going to be out, and yes. now we found out he makes seven. He, at the, he makes more than this now. He made seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in two thousand eight. That's without bonuses. He could have made one point five million. To, to negotiate media rights between one Tribune holding and another. He gets yes. seven, three quarters of a million dollars for that. Now that's and a
0: job I want. The lawyer in me wants to know what the fuck those billables were at the end of that. Because that that took me, like you said, it took me an hour to read an article about their emails. Which was the entirety of the first inning, I believe.
1: And I love the fact that Joe, Joe was always, he was always very receptive. Whenever Laura would complain, he would always immediately take her side. Yeah. And he would say, he'd blame it on the PR firm. Right. Uh, That was always their fault. And then he would say, because she would say, we need to talk about this at the next family meeting and he's like well do we <laughs> do we have to because because they had they always had a lawyer there who was billing them right. and he didn't want to have a family squabble and have to pay the lawyer to sit and watch it yeah
0: and then the one time he's like well just so you know I'm bringing this guy in for 25 grand for an hour and a half can we can we piss all over each other at thanksgiving like a normal
1: family i mean i can relate to it because so, yeah, so growing right. up growing up on a farm in northern Illinois we we always had a lawyer like at dinner yeah it was, oh, just, yeah. It was just just what we did right
0: oh. I think even as a lawyer I don't have a lawyer <laughs> most of the, most nights um yeah that was it was for sure an interesting read though it was it, I mean just the craziness of how much actually gets put into those contracts yeah and all the debt servicing I mean it was it was I don't I don't really follow the numbers that well because I don't care as much about that side. Chuck probably would, but, um, but it was, it was, it was neat. It was kind of neat, a neat read, honestly, to get that sort of insight as to the, no matter how rich you get, and no matter how few problems you have, you're still going to be a petty little squabbling asshole. Well,
1: I, I screenshotted the chart that shows, yeah, that shows like the kids college, the grandkids college fund, and Marlene selling the stock. And how much is coming out of the you know Joe's holdings? And so every time, you know somebody somebody insists that Joe Rickus doesn't really own the Cubs. I'm just going to slap that up on Twitter every single time and go,
0: "Oh, he doesn't." Why would they? Why would anyone, other than Al even well, first give a shit about that argument, and two, like, why
1: Well, the, why the would argument he only can... comes up when Joe does something despicable. Oh yeah, yeah. And What's then the they all... have to then they have to pretend like, "Whoa, we don't have anything to do with that." Yeah. It's like, no one should believe that.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it, I, I have to say, looking back at that, I forgot that, well, I, I frankly, I could just wasn't spend so long, I haven't been thinking about it, that Cuban was an interested party and I'm a little bit sad that he made it that far because I am one of the ones that thinks that Cuban, good or bad, would be so fun to have running, mm-hmm. running this team. Um I think it would have been cool. So, and then they were. I love when they're shitting. Like they point out at one point, Laura or, or Joe points out. He's like, or no, maybe it was Tom. I think it was Tom. He points out. He's like, oh, did you see Cuban's interview on some network this morning? Today Show, maybe. He's like, he couldn't even make it two sentences without mentioning these and running for the cops. It's like, what the fuck do you think they're interviewing yeah,
1: for? Right. So, and Tom, do you do long interviews where you don't talk about? It <laughs> when you're trying to buy the Cubs? Yeah. That's the only reason you're being interviewed. Yes. So knock it off. <laughs> Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's a
0: good read. You got an hour's worth of time. When you're at work sometime. Now that you don't have to read
1: <laughs> anymore. All right, so speaking of read, I'm going to take, we're going to, we have a sponsor. And you don't even know who it is. But I'm going to do the live read for the sponsor. It's very exciting. So here Maybe we go. To this. Holy Toledo! There goes one over the fence, a TrueLink fence. Call the team that's been winning since 1952, Illinois' largest fence company, for beauty, privacy, security. Call TrueLink 463 7010. There you go. Were you happy with that? I was very happy with that. I did it just like Milo Hamilton used to do. You, um, okay, good job. So I can't wait for the TrueLink checks to come in. I probably should have, you know. Had him sign a contract or something.
0: Or added an area code for
1: the number. That's all they gave me. Probably 312. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They may You're have. A, try a
0: 708 and then a three six three zero. Well, they,
1: they may have gone out of business before the 708 area code um, came That's in. Right. Well, it was good. I, but there you
0: go. It was a good
1: bet. <sighs> There's like eight people out there who remember when that commercial was read like six times the Cup game. They enjoyed it. So anyway, um, I teased that I had breaking news about um, something yeah. club-related, and I do. I know for a fact that – have you ever seen the um, the Bulls Insider show on NBC Sports Chicago? I'm going to stop your right Outsider. There. Bulls Outsider. Oh, Outsider I've seen. Outsider. outsider. Outsider I've never seen. You've never seen that? So it's on after the Bulls – so the Bulls have their real post game. Um, with, what, Mark Janowski, Will Purdue, Kendall Gill, one of the Grants, Harvey, Horace, whichever one they can find. And then these three guys, who are just fans, sitting in front of a weather map, it looks like, with, with like, because um, it's clearly, the, the background behind them is not really there. And they talk about the game. And at times, it's pretty entertaining. And I actually tweeted one time, why don't they do a Cubs outsider? And lo and behold, I got contacted a couple of weeks ago by a producer at NBC Sports Chicago. And then, of course, by our mutual best friend, Dave Kaplan. um, And then by someone else about the possibility of doing that. So I know for a fact they're going to start doing this. And um, I'm not going to be on it. (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's the great news. Um They are going to do it. I'm sure they'll find, you know, somebody amusing. Oh, oh, I, oh, I told them I thought it was a good idea. I also told them that living in the boondocks, um, I can't possibly go do you all the move games. Move to the city. Well, I'm sure for what it was going to pay, I probably could have <laughs> got a place in Lake Point Tower. I'd have been like
0: Cap. I'm sure Cap would be... More than happy to wonder, pull out
1: the sleeper sofa. you think Sammy Sosa still owns the penthouse at Lake Point Tower? I mean, I could just rent it from him. Um, so sure, could, now that
0: he's white, he'd fit in a lot better.
1: Well, it was the only way he could get through the condo board. <laughs> so he had to do that. Um, yeah, well, anyway, that's, that's what I know. I know they're doing it. I know I'm not on it. And um, it's very exciting. And I can't wait to make fun of it. I, oh, I know. I'll be nice. I can't imagine I, the other thing, I, I can't imagine having, I think that? it would be great like like we that should be a weekly show. Because yeah. bulls only play them one or two times a week. That's pretty easy. If you're gonna try to do that after every Cub game, after a while, those guys are just going to like beat their heads into the wall because yeah. they've run out of things to talk about. Kind of like with this podcast. Kinda like the podcast. Imagine that. Um well I guess
0: consider this the audition tape for Kyle. He's
1: young. He's a handsome man. He could do it. He should do it. Maybe that's where he is. He's, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's true. That's son of a bitch. Yeah, we should make an. Ex- He's on vacation. That yeah, on- that's what he what said.
0: You on vacation. So Kyle and I can do this.
1: And- I'm on vacation next week, so you guys can just do the just the oh. two of you can do it. I'm sure we'll definitely set this up. Yeah, I'm sure he will. So <laughs> tune in, folks. Um. So we'll can,
0: conc- but honestly. Heartfelt congratulations. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: just, I'm just oh happy. God, I, think I was just kidding. happy to be nominated. Well, that's it. For real. And like, that's, that, this is sincere. I think that's a really cool thing. And I think I think mean, you'd be great at it. Obviously, that doesn't
1: work in with your yeah, schedule. I right. think, But you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> I'd have been all over it. Yeah, no. The sad thing is, I was doing this 20 years ago.
0: <laughs> that's true. Um, but no, if you were on it, I would. I would actually tune in all the time when it's Chuck and Cat again. <laughs> I
1: won't. <laughs> yeah. It was going to be um, me and David Howe <laughs> and Hub. It was going to be the three of us. We <laughs> were going to do it. We're going to be come outsiders. You, oh. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'll watch it. I just gave myself. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I really am glad they're doing it because I think I think it's been fun to be fun.
0: Well, and, and, and here's a, here's something, Dolan. If they are truly going to start this network, they are going to need a lot of program. Like the Yankees can't fill 24 hours in no. three hours, and and they have 27 titles. Like you're going to need, and how many retired Hall of Famers play? Like retired numbers. Like you are going to need to fill some time. So you should probably maybe we'll get. Called when that network
1: goes up. Yeah, I figured this podcast will be on Cub Net or the Marquee Sports Network. Cool. And then we'll get TrueLink can really sponsor the show. It'll be great. We'll bring them back. So um how concerned are we about our beloved Cubs after it's only four games. Not at all. Not at all. I'm not I'm not very concerned, but that bullpen I knew it was gonna be well a pile of crap and that's exactly yes. what it is
0: and and kind of the a couple of the guys that you're hoping aren't going to be piles of crap have kind of been piles of crap so far
1: my favorite thing so far i think was so carl spent the whole off season yeah. developing this ridiculous new windup and he uses it in one game he immediately gives up a hit so we can't use it anymore then he um then he gives up, and then he lets everybody in. So he's back in the windup again. And then the rain, he, he's given up three runs and the Rangers are complaining. It's like, yeah. I would let him do it, guys. It doesn't yeah. appear to be working. And then he finds out later that he can't do it again. And so last night he pitched with his normal windup and he was good. Yeah. Well, why this late
0: into your baseball career at this level of success that you've had would you make such? Cause like, I, I think about like, the, I've never played at the level, obviously many of these guys, but I played for a fair amount of time. And I couldn't imagine changing my, my senior year of high school. I couldn't imagine just changing my swing, like being like, ah, maybe this will work now. Like you're naturally like, I don't know. It, it seems like to, to, for whatever they were doing it for for deceit or for calming him down or whatever the hell that their excuse was, doesn't seem like it. Well, it's a wise choice.
1: I, why did he just go all the way? Maybe he's left-handed. Maybe he should try that. Um, so Joe was on the score today and got asked about it and said Carl did it on his own. And Joe's actually pretty happy that he has to ditch it. Good. It's like, can't so, you, guys, you can't tell a player to not do it?
0: That's like, oh, like, uh, well, this isn't going to
1: work. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing when he screws this up. Maybe head it off at the pass and go, yeah. uh, Carl. Maybe a, maybe a guy who weighs 40 pounds shouldn't stop all of his momentum to home plate right. halfway through and then throw again. Right. But uh, That's yeah. the Lou
0: Brown philosophy of nice catch. You know, he's doing that <laughs> fuck. yeah. Nice windup,
1: Carl. Don't fucking do it again.
0: We'd <laughs> swear on this, even though Trevail spots are right? Ah,
1: if they were still in business, they'd be mad. They got bought by some other fence company. I'm sure we'll get, that'll be the sponsorship we'll get. They'll hear this and be like, Ooh, we want to be part of you guys. You guys are very great. Make sure when you're scrubbing this, you bleep out all the profanities. I think people tune, people tune in for the creative profanity. <laughs> That's um, the whole reason. So
0: uh, I will say another thing about the broadcast so far. I really hope. God bless them. God love him. God love him for 2016. I don't want to hear David Ross on the Cubs broadcast at all. At all. He, he Oh, you
1: watched it on ESPN last night? Yeah, because
0: I have YouTube TV. I think I could – what was it on? NBC and ESPN? Yeah. Or MLB Network, maybe. Anyhow, whatever I, I – the first thing I clicked on was, was the ESPN
1: broadcast. and well, he's, I gonna be, he's, he's not going to be announced next year unless – oh, he may actually – I'm be to manager. This is what's going to happen. No. To save money. He's going to announce the games from the dugout while he's managing on, Mar- on Marquee Sports Network. So That's Crane's big idea. We'll have the first manager color analyst ever. Be so great. you read Teammate. I think I should take the pitcher out. Why haven't I – why aren't I taking the pitcher out? God, I'm a dumbass. Oh, I can just go do it.
0: You read Teammate, right? <laughs> Get a big swing of
1: beer right I, before I asked that question. I, d- I did not read. <laughs> you did it. Oh, you didn't? people bought that book. Nobody read that book, right? Well, my mother bought it, and wow,
0: okay. insisted, she loves David Ross, and she insisted that I read it. She also loves Carl Schwaber. You'd you love her. Yep. Um, she insisted I read it, and I was like, well, this is 105 pages or whatever the hell it was. I'm like, <laughs> I, can, I can get through this pretty quickly.
1: Did it come with crayons, or did you have to buy the crayons yourself? Oh, my God. Like, it
0: was the most ridiculous. Like Who wrote it with him? Oh, I got to look this up. I don't know, actually. Um, Whoever did, did not do a good job. Basically, (laughs) he was writing this thing on his phone, essentially, during the 2016 season. During games. And it shows. Um, But so it was the most David Rossi comment I could think of when Discalso came up. And he's like, Cubs fans, Cubs fans are really going to love this guy. He's like, and he's talking about what a great, what a great just personality this guy is going to be. And then. I don't know if it was Boog, whoever was in the, the booth with him, was like, well, Rossi, that's kind of the role that you filled for the Cubs. for the... And they've been looking for that. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Both of you shut the fuck up. And then I think it was Boog couldn't. He's like, Rossi, did you ever catch any no-hitters? And it's like,
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <man." laughs> Ross like, well, yeah. They were literally just talking about the Cubs and his role on the Cubs. And he couldn't.
1: Oh, this is oh, perfect. You're going to love this. Okay, so the co-author of the Ross book... <laughs> is Rick Suckliff. Is, is, a, ...is a real an actual bona fide sports writer. It's Don Yeager. Oh! Well, what other book is Don Yeager famous for? He wrote Under the Tarnished Dome. The one oh, the, that's the, right. The, the, Notre- the Notre Dame scandal. Yeah. Oh, I never read
0: that one. Um, oh, I didn't realize that was him. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, it's terrible. It was a terrible read. Anyone who like I, it
1: made me not was it better or worse suck. than, uh, than Jesse Rogers. Try not to suck. I didn't read it. I, I said it. anybody read it? So I'll also admit, um, I never, have I didn't read cap's book because he was going to send me one and he never did. And I was not going to buy it. So I didn't <laughs> read that.
0: These are only given to me by my mom, just for the
1: record. I haven't bought it. Anymore. I read, I read, obviously I read the Al Yellen book. Um, <laughs> by the numbers
0: comes by the numbers. <laughs> Wait, was
1: that oh. I don't want to admit to Amazon that the review that I wrote on Amazon.com, I didn't read the book, but I wrote, I wrote the review. Um, I didn't claim, <laughs> though. I don't think that I wrote it. I claimed that I bought the book, and I used it um, because, well, no, one of the legs of my bed was shorter than the other three, <laughs> and I needed, a bo- I needed a book that was 215 pages long, and this, I said, this one is, and it worked. Um, and I read the Verducci book, and I think that's it. I didn't really – I mean, you know, I yeah. lived it. I didn't need to worry exactly. it. I've watched the – Someday series. I will write Someday I will write my own, and then everyone will buy it. I've watched the series
0: probably a half dozen times at this point all the way through. And I've watched Game 7 probably 10 times.
1: All right. I'm going to do something here that's only – when the people who download this podcast will – and listen to it. Um,
0: you know, you get to do this without talking about it. It
1: won't get any effect – but uh, if for those of you watching, okay, so this is George. So we foster, we were fostering George. Are we were fostering he, him from a
0: like, junkyard,
1: <laughs> and he got adopted out five times and oh. got returned oh. every time. George, tell your so, parents to run a
0: fucking comb through your hair, and you'll
1: how <laughs> so hard. So that's good. Back that's back as back good. That's as good as it gets. He's a, he's a, he's a nice little dog. He never failed for, he never failed the adoption of his own volition. Oh, it's was all asshole. Um, well, it was like one lady, she had another dog. And after two days, that dog decided I do not want to have a brother and kept attacking him. So she gave him back. Um, one family, brother. their dog had just died and at the last minute they bailed and said, we're not ready for another dog. Um, one lady got him, an older lady who thought he was going to be the perfect dog, and she wanted to take it for a walk, and she like tripped and fell down, and he got away, and she was worried that that would happen again, and so she gave him back, and all this sad stuff. So at, He's been living with us since Thanksgiving, oh, so we just decided we just we're just keeping him.
0: Oh, good for you guys. Yeah. That was for Frank, Ralph, something. George,
1: George. Yeah, That's the problem. The dogs come pre-named. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's all right. It's an okay name. So. George Bell. You can... Have my yeah, on Maddox. You can have cup themed.
1: Well, and ironically, this George also owns a gas station in the <laughs> Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm keeping it. That's what he <laughs> talks. Uh, So
0: we are not panicking. Is that our conclusion?
1: I'm going to give him. Eight games, I think. Okay. I want to give them a nice. I want to give them a representative amount of games before okay. I, before I jump. Um, Cub Twitter you know. has not given them eight no. innings. Cub, Cub Twitter is is one of the dumbest things. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I think if they, what was our? Well, I don't know. Just the fact they're hitting. And even yesterday, when they didn't score, they hit. They just didn't. Yeah. Um, they didn't string them together in the proper order. Um, to me, that's that's the most important thing. I'm not worried about the starting pitching. I'm even not worried about about you yet. Not you. Why you? Just why you? I'm a little concerned about you. Um. I. It just felt like everything we know about him that the first start back at the old ballpark, still trying to make sure that his. He thinks his elbow is okay. All that crap. I just—it didn't surprise me that he struggled, and it really seemed like he had—he had good stuff. He was throwing his freaking slider almost 90 miles an hour. Yeah, I know. The problem was he was only throwing the fastball like 93, and I—I I think that was because if he really let it go, he couldn't throw it anywhere near the catcher.
0: That's, the, that's the that, that makes it makes it, it
1: very difficult. Right. Nobody needs to swing at the slider. Right. If, yeah. It, if you can't spot the fastball,
0: and so, I—I I think. Part of the problem, and, and if we can help assuage Cubs' twitters, there's no way we can. But I think just remember, guys, it's a lot more frustrating as a fan to watch a guy go one zero, two zero, two one, three one, three two. That's super fucking frustrating as a fan. But it's really no worse than than, than if he's and it takes a hell of a lot longer, obviously. But there's nothing. I mean, he'll be he'll settle it. Be fine.
1: I've been it's impressed with how, to watch. I've, I've been it. impressed with how efficient Mike Montgomery has been. I mean, he gets in and he just it's, it's like three or four time. pitches, and he's given up the home run. I mean, yeah. he's he's not messing around. Yeah. I mean, he's taken Rob Tob Manford, <laughs> Commissioner Tob Manford. He's taken the pace of play thing to heart. And he's like, All right, you want action? Here it comes. <laughs> um, I'm throwing my 87 mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle and see how far you can hit it. Montgomery has
0: a lifetime pass to do whatever the fuck he wants on the <laughs> though. So he can I, I love Montgomery just because he's well, as of twenty sixteen, but also because of he's just been that guy that just the Sean Marshall type. He's like, Oh, you want me to start today? Fine. You want me to be in the bullpen for thirty days? Fine. Like he's I wish the bullpen was better, of course. Kimberl's still out there, right?
1: Yeah, he is. Um a lot – well, not a lot. I've heard a couple of different experts say that um, they expect he'll just end up back with the Red Sox again. Yeah. That, like, around May 1st, the Red Sox would be like, you know what, we don't have a closer. And they're yeah. one in four. They're actually in worse shape yeah. than the Cubs are. Um, that they'll just give him, like, a one- or two-year big contract, and then he'll just be a free agent again. Yeah. There's no way the Cubs are going to sign him. I mean – and to me, that's the whole the frustrating thing about the off season. It would have been it would have been great to have gotten Bryce Harper, just because I think he's really good, and the, the current right fielder is not. Um, he's out to a pretty good start, though. Anywhere <sighs> where it is? <laughs> he's every ball is still the. I, it amazed me that like three ground balls got through between first and second base. In te- it's like you know that's where the ball is going. How do you not have everybody there?
0: <laughs> I I love Jason Hayward, and I want him to be successful in this contract. But, yes, I, of course. The frustrating
1: Bryce. thing wasn't that they didn't spend money on Bryce. It's that they knew they needed, at the very least, they knew they needed somebody who could close. Right. They because Morrow that. was going to miss a month, and even yeah. when he's back, you're going to be lucky if you can pitch him two days in a row. So yeah. signing another closer seemed like the like the smartest thing to do, and then they just didn't do it. And not only didn't do it, but the guys they got, they got as cheap as possible. Like, they got, they got Brad Brock who, when he had mono. It's like <laughs> – they're stealing plots from Happy Days now, for God's sake! <laughs> and then they get Xavier Cedeno. I don't even think he even threw a pitch. He's like, "Oh, yeah. my wrist!" Yeah, it's like, for God's well, sake, I if, I think it's broken. <laughs> it could be a fractured ulna. You know, if um, it's one thing to be to, to be cheap, <laughs> but be a little more Rich. strategic about it.
0: That hour-long read has
1: made that very clear. Yeah. But,
0: um. Yeah, I know, and and I wasn't. I feel like I wasn't as frustrated in the off season with them not making moves. I'm like, oh, I did the whole rationalization in my head that oh, we get a healthy Ryan and we get a healthy Darvish, and now we've got Cole Hamels instead of fucking Chatwood. and um, and now that I'm seeing what the product, <laughs> not that I didn't know that those holes existed, but like now seeing it, it just it's it's not fun to
1: watch right now. But they'll be. I did like though that one guy um, they brought in in the Darvish, the guy out of the bullpen, pit, was his name? Kiona Whatever that guy was, he was really good. Yeah, they should they should make four him a in, four innings he struck out eight guys. He <laughs> wouldn't have given up any runs if David Bodie hadn't punted a ground ball. Yeah, Kentana
0: is so strange. Like I know, he's uh I mean he was a great
1: I think he was a great addition.
0: He was a great addition.
1: He's but- been he's been better. Then Cub fans seem to think he's dead.
0: exactly because he's not flashy. Yeah, he but but remember this first start, he struck out 10 guys, yes. and like I mean, you know, like, ooh, and he's you know. capable of that. And like, and he's gonna take the guy, he's gonna take the ball, he's gonna have a four ERA, he's gonna, he's gonna put you in a position to win, maybe lower. He's gonna put you in a position to win, and he's in a
1: well, he's really good so far. He's most famous for two things with the Cubs, he beats the Brewers consistently. Yes, true. And his wife has uh, panic attacks on flights to uh, Los Angeles before playoff series.
0: I did not – oh, I did not.
1: Remember that? They're, so they're flying they, – they have the ridiculous game in Washington. Yeah. It goes into, like, the middle of the morning, and they finally – finally Wade Davis pitches, like, two and you know, two yeah. thirds innings, gets through it. They all get hammered. The, the greatest John Lester interview ever is his interview in the locker yes. room after that game. They all pile on the plane – and they're about they're getting there and she has a panic attack and they had to make an emergency landing in Albuquerque. I did
0: not even And
1: then the this. pilots ran out of time. So they had to get another crew and then they finally flew to LA. They got there Jesus. like in the middle of the morning the next day. And it was because Jose Quintana's wife had a panic. <laughs> Neat. Yep. Otherwise they went back to back world. They would have won that series. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Yeah. So and like everyone, everyone will be better except Lester, who is that's what Lester is. And he gave you what you expect John Lester, what you hope for from John Lester.
1: Yeah, he's been. I love he's that. He's the rare free agent signing. Yes. That was better than yes. we thought it was going to be. And we thought it would be good, but he's been yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's been incredible.
0: And especially at,
1: I hate to say at his age because he's
0: so much younger than we are, but um, I mean, he's he's in the twilight of his MLB career at this point. And especially for a pitcher, especially for a pitcher that has the innings on his arm with all those deep postseason yeah. runs. I mean, that guy, that, that guy is a real treat for company. So I remember an article, this was probably 96 or 97. And it was probably the Tribune. And this is a great setup for this. Um, there it was one of those, Hey, there are still reasons to go watch the Cubs. And they're like, Because the Cubs have one of the most, well, I'll let you guess this, who they were talking about. They have one of the most efficient, one of the most professional, one of the most talented left-handed starters in the league right now, or that the Cubs have ever had or in the league, something like that. Can you guess who that starter
1: is? Did did I miss, did I get a rough time frame, or am I just guessing? 97, I think it was
0: 97-ish, 96 or 97.
1: The Greg Hibbard? No. No, uh, be earlier than that. He had a lefty. <laughs>
0: Wait, you had a goatee. Wait, now that I'm thinking this, maybe this was early. Maybe, was it Paul Assemacher? No. Oh. So okay, I take it back. So maybe it was the second. Maybe it was right before 2003. <laughs> oh, this is good. No, so it was either it was either right before they got good, and, and no, I think it, I want well, to. <laughs>
1: This is going good. I can give you exact years now. Lock it in. No, I was right. 98.
0: 98. Eddie, 98 oh. 99.
1: Terry Mulholland? Yes. <laughs> I loved Terry Mulholland. So did I, actually. Uh,
0: I, I, I love Terry Mulholland, too. So, yes, very good.
1: Uh, I don't... I don't remember the actual numbers, but there's some I, I wrote it for back when I used to write things on Discipio. <laughs> I went back and looked at how many at how many games Mulholland and Rodbeck pitched in down the stretch.
0: Oh my god. Oh.
1: And Mulholland was a, was starting and would end up having like two days rest just in a random September yeah. game. Riggleman would throw him in for it to get like two outs in the eighth inning of a game and then two days later he would start again. Yep. And the two of them were famous for they um, they wouldn't ice their arms after games. It's like, oh, we don't need to do that. And Rod, of course, says, well, "Give me, give me my ice. I'm going to put it in a drink." Um, but they just talked about what a ridiculous rubber arm Terry Mulholland had, yeah. and it was like you could, you know, he's ah, I get pitched today. Well, you threw 135 pitches yesterday. Dusty would have loved him and would have absolutely killed him. Maybe I just like those guys because I like well, that color. team. Was, I like Mulholland. That team was really fun. Yeah, well, of course. And you, we knew they weren't any good. Like, the reason that the, the – when they won the play-in game against the Giants, the reason that that place went nuts was we knew that was the end. Right. Like, they were going to go – the Braves were going to kick their teeth in. Right. But just I mean, the fact that they actually got it, – it was, you know, Sammy had had that ridiculous season. They were in a And really they were awesome actually going to go face. to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. But there was no future. We knew there was no future. They had all these – I mean, they'd – they grabbed Gary Gaetti off the waiver wire and he went crazy for them for the last two months. And then they re-signed him. Yeah. And then Jim Henry brought everybody (laughs) back. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, Jim, that you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Actually, Uh, that probably wasn't even, no, that would have been, um, that was Ed Lynch. Oh yeah. Jim was like the scouting director at the time. Ed Lynch made the tremendous decision to just bring everybody back which is why three years later he got fired and should have been 10 minutes later instead of three years.
0: <laughs> should have been 10 minutes before, ideally.
1: <sighs> it's nice to be able to to just forget sometimes that it used to be like that all the time. Yeah. When yeah, you actually now it. have a... Now we're complaining about... A one We've got up. We what? have... What why it, didn't R16? we why didn't we why didn't they spend another twenty five million dollars to add to to fix the bullpen on a team full of all star caliber players under the age of thirty yeah. and with an all star caliber rotation of of proven winners? Right. Yeah. It's a much so, different that cup fans, that's I think that's when I get, you know is when sure. I see them complaining, it's like, you know what, fuck you. you. You either, if you remember what it was like, then you need to shut up. Yeah. And if you're too young to know what it's like, then screw you. Because when I was your age, yeah. Steve Bouchel was playing third base for the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. And I thought okay. that was a good idea. Because I was a kid and I didn't know any better.
0: So we, I, I'm trying to be a little bit more serene about my fandom in general. So I'm going to try to also not be that guy that's going, ranting. So I'm going to Hold all you listeners to holding me accountable for this. I'm, I'm going to try not to be that. You guys all shut up and calm down because that's almost as annoying, I think, sometimes as like the blowback from the blowback. It's like, all right, whatever, just to let them punch themselves tired and they'll all fall asleep on the porch. But I will say this, Cubs fans. We only need a three-game winning streak to get to 500. Wait, two game, one three. You need a two-game winning streak to get to 500. Remember when they needed a 14-game winning streak <laughs> to get to 500 before they had won a game on the season? They were only... 40. Oh, so think about it. Think about what this team has become.
1: So, you know, I'm I, sure
0: expect that I still see. I
1: still write them occasionally. I did, a, I did a fake oral history on the 97 Cubs. I think I read that. Except the Kaplan stuff isn't fake. He actually wrote all that and sent it to me. So when you read it, that stuff is true because he talked about that was the year he made the stupid bet that he would um, – he was in a van, right? He was in the WGN van. And he would shave his and head. He he, and he wouldn't leave the van until they finally won a game. And he did it after, like, game four. So he was there for, like, two – because with the office, he was there for two weeks living out of that van. It's really funny. I, so I will – what do I have to – I have to link – I will – I'll do that. I, I'll add the link to the Ricketts thing from Deadspin. Link. And I'll add and I'll add the link to the ninety-seven Oral History because you can read the Kaplan stuff is really Dave. It's not and, me making it up.
0: And link Terry O'Holland's baseball reference page. <laughs> That's right.
1: Hey, everybody should have that bookmarked. The Cub legend.
0: <laughs> oh, link the um, link the uh, the Amazon link to where to buy teammates. <laughs> Since we shat all over that. Oh, and thank you. Should you I set it were- up
1: so, so Bleacher Nation gets a oh, dollar if you buy it? Shoot, um,
0: thank you if it was one of you out there, by the way, who bought my Saturday tickets off stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was one of our listeners <laughs> They didn't even go to the game. Like, sold, oh, I feel bad for him. I should have him.
0: sold it directly to you so we avoided those fees. Um,
1: okay, all right. Well, that was good. We talked, yeah, successful. We talked about the actual team for about five minutes, and that, that's kind of what they deserve. I think that was team. all tangentially about the Cubs, though. Yes, it was all about the Cubs.
0: Let's break it all down what we did. We talked about. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh oh one thing I didn't forget to mention about Arlington. I will say, and I'm liking this as a trend and the Cubs obviously don't necessarily have the space to do this, but Atlanta did this so cool. Like, and, and frankly, St. Louis did it, not as cool, but to, to an extent like that, that idea of having that sort of ballpark village for lack of a better word, especially since Arlington is right by the Cowboys, um, stadium. Those are apparently right next to each other or close to each other. I didn't see it, but, and they've got the, that neat, they actually had two, I don't know how much this cost. They had two live bands, Texas live is what they call it. They had these two live bands actually playing at different stages after the game. We hung out, they had, you know, bags and and dancing. It was, it was actually pretty cool. Good barbecue. Um, of course, good tax backs. The
1: Uh, the Cubs should buy up a bunch of land right, right behind the Wrigley. And they could put well, like the a they t- could t- put t- like t- a grass like a grass area there with a jumbotron, and they could put like <laughs> a really expensive taco place there, and they could put a hotel next to it. And they should think of this. I don't know why they haven't thought of doing something like that. Well, my point is, to an extent, the, the, like <laughs> the Cubs, the Cubs
0: obviously for what I mean, Arlington is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Although, if you guys go, stay at the Mary uh, Doubletree. I don't know. It was some. I don't know. There was a hotel that was like walking to from. The park. Put that in the link actually to the
1: Okay, good. I'll add that oh, too. Sure. Um,
0: but uh, they, they don't, I, obviously there'd be huge noise complaints. I mean, I'm sure these people were partying all night after the after the game. Um, and there were concerts, literally concerts going on. Uh, it was really neat, which you can do when you're in the middle of nowhere in Texas, which obviously you can't do in, in, and they don't have the space. I mean, the Cubs really don't have the space to do that. And like, w- what they've done with the space they have is admirable and I really like what they've done with it because there's you know, it's cool because before it was literally just Well Marvel. they
1: would've they would have done more except Marlene Ricketts won't sell any more of her stock.
0: <laughs> Maybe you stop fucking breeding, you wouldn't need so much money for your <laughs> grandchildren, you idiot.
1: Right, Dylan? The Exactly. No count is the way to go. Yeah. The Cowboy <laughs> Stadium, so AT&T Stadium, they have their like the cowboy complex is right next to it, and they have this other building called the Star which is their practice facility, but it has a bunch of seats in it, and the high school teams use it. It would be like the coolest high school stadium ever. Yeah, and the Alliance of American Football was going to play their championship game in it, except oh. they went bankrupt today, and now they're closed. <laughs> oh, <darn. laughs> so Steve Spurrier declared the Orlando Apollos the league champs because they were 7-1, and one, and the next best team was 5-3. and three, right. cool. So.
0: Congrats to them.
1: Yeah, but I I, really I knew the league was in trouble when they were going to play their Super Bowl in the God, Cowboy practice facility. <laughs> so, <laughs> like,
0: oh. <laughs> um, one more thing about Texas, and then we can sign off. I, Kelsey and I were agreeing kudos to Texas. We did not see – I don't think we saw a single Confederate flag. We saw a lot
1: of dumb – Did you Texas see Beto flag. O'Rourke? Was he there? Oh, yeah, he was, was high he standing out. on a table? He a was place actually in one
0: of the two bands at Texas Live. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so
0: we were very pleasantly surprised, and I was telling Kelsey, I'm like, I feel like that's more of like a like a Mississippi, yeah. Georgia, Florida thing, but um, but the amount of Texas, the the way that they were shoehorning the word Texas into every business <laughs> down there was fucking embarrassing for them. Like, get over yourselves. I don't even know what the state flag of Illinois looks like. I
1: know what Chicago is. I don't even live in Chicago. No, it's got, Illinois gun got an eagle on it. Cool. Naperville has a SUV. Rockford's is a, is a live Moss Taco Bell flag. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was, exhaust, that was a podcast. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah.
0: We did. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is going to be nice because then next week Kyle and I will do it, and we'll have
1: every. It'll just be a rotating. It'll just be a rotating group. Never all three of us. Yeah. And then that's we can get the, three of us. And then we can get yeah. the
0: three Yahoo's on on Cubs Outcast. Or outcast. <laughs> that
1: would be that would be a better. That's a better name. I'll send that to cat Did <laughs> he go? No, outcast. here would be the best. Call this it would Cubs, be the best. Cubs outcast. They cast two fans. And then they demote David DeJesus to that postgame show. <laughs> uh, Dave, um, can you wait a half hour? Dave, incredible. And teeth. go sit by the weather map. <laughs> <And> nothing else. <laughs> nothing else going on. And he's still the third best guy on that.
0: One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, one more quick thing. Now that I'm thinking of this, because you, you do you own a PS4? Yes. Have you gotten this iteration of the show?
1: No, I'm still playing last year's because I'm cheap.
0: Okay. So I don't know if this is true. Because I do not have a PS4, but I heard that Pat Hughes' home run call is an unlockable item oh. in PS4 of the show. So someone tweet that at us if that's true.
1: Well, they this is true also that Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood are playable legends in the game this year. <laughs> For
0: whom? The AAA
1: Iowa <laughs> Cups. Well, they're they make rehab starts in the Arizona <laughs> Fall League. <laughs> I'm trying um, to get. I almost have it. Where every time I, you know, they changed the name of the disabled list this year to the injured list. That's right. Because and disability that, is not sure a, disability is not an injury. No. So they've been calling it the wrong thing for very long. And I've gotten so John Greenberg lets me get away with this. Every time I mention it in one of my columns, it's the Wood Prior list trademarked because I think they should name it after those two. You know, I mean, who spent more time on the list than them? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get it so into the athletic style book. So that even like Ken Rosenthal and Peter Gammons have to type out the Wood Prior list. I don't think that's going to fly, but I'm going to keep trying.
0: it's yeah. a good fight. Yeah. Well, get the new version, unlock that for us, and then play
1: it on the next podcast that you're on. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Okay. All right. We'll see you next Could week or it, you whenever think? we do this again. Yeah. All right. Later, man.